Praise the Lord. I hate to interrupt your conversations because, man, I can hear them all the way up here. That's fantastic. Is God good this morning? Praise the Lord. It is so good to see everyone here. It's good to the, the spirit in the room. We're so glad that you made it uh, to Grace this morning. If you're joining us on live stream, thank you again. I'm excited what God is, is doing here at Grace. God has been moving in a profound way. I have a few things to go over with you this morning. Uh, there is a baked goods sale for Move the Missions in the lobby this morning. It is the last baked sale that we're going to have in this season. So please buy out everything on those tables and we're worried about diabetes later. Praise the Lord. Uh, we have Connect Group sign-up sheet in Grand Central. For those of you who have not signed up, I believe those, those uh, groups are, are starting whatever they're doing now. So we're, uh, we're hoping that you're able to connect with those. We will have a school prayer walk. Our children are going back to school and we want them to be covered by prayer, by the hand of God. So there is a school prayer walk today at 6 p.m. If you have any questions, please contact Brother Dave. And on Sunday, August 28th, we will have the Move the Mission offering deadline. So please give sacrificially if you are able. Praise the Lord. God is good this morning. I was thinking this morning as I was sitting in, in, in Brother Dave's class about what was going to go on, and the Lord kind of impressed on something. I believe it was the Lord spoke to me. And there's going to be an open door here this morning. There's an open door and on the other side of that door, if you avail yourself of that, if you have some type of trauma in your life, you can find relief here this morning. If you are bound by fear and or anxiety, there's going to be peace on the other side of that door. If you are bound by despair, I believe that there's going to be hope for you. And the interesting thing about that is that door is Jesus Christ. The scripture says in John chapter 10, verse 9, the Lord says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I love the Lord this morning. I love that he has given us the opportunity to come to him this morning and find the peace that we need. Do you love the Lord this morning? Let's stand this morning. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise.
everybody lift your voice all over the house today. Let's send out a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Do you believe God is worthy of our praise today? Do you believe God inhabits the praise of His people today? I do. That's why I like to praise Him. That's why I like to praise Him. Let's rejoice in the Lord today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you, praise team, for again taking us to the throne of God. And I have felt the presence of the Lord since this service opened today. I believe Jesus is in the house today. I know Jesus is in the house today. Thank the Lord. Look at your neighbor and tell him I'm glad to see you. Thank the Lord. As you return to your seats, you may be seated for a moment. Thank the Lord. I want to I want to thank Brother Ben for his opening comments today. That if you are here today and he got very specific with emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, whatever it may be. There's a door that's being opened to you today. And I feel that here today. I feel that here today. And I'll ask you to take advantage of that. Let me tell you what, share with you, and I've not gotten permission to do this, and sometimes forgiveness is easier than permission. But uh, let me tell you what can go on in our services that maybe only a few people see. And it's this year, it's happened on a regular basis. I would say an average of at least one Sunday a month. Somebody will approach Sister Murphy or I or both of us and share with us them seeing literal angelic visitation in this building today. I was reminded, and I've said it often, that I believe there's an angelic host every, everywhere the people of God gather. Just sometimes God is kind and will let you get a glimpse of... Uh, of what is in the building, in the divine, in the spiritual realm. But um, last Sunday after church, if you'll remember last Sunday, was one of the most powerfully unique services I've ever been in. I, I don't really know how to describe it. I can't put a, a label on that service last Sunday, but this past Wednesday night, Sister April pulled Sister Murph and I aside and said when the singing started up, last Sunday uh, she had her head down and was going through some physical things and uh, was sitting down had her head down and when she looked up she said there were three very large angels standing up here with our praise team singing and worshiping the Lord with the praise team it's phenomenal <clears throat> that's not the end of the story it's not the end. Of, I've never heard it on this wise, Brother Billy. Um, she said a little while later, she saw an angel standing by her and Brother Moses in the aisle. Well, when service was concluded and they got in their car to leave, Brother Moses asked Sister April, I saw angels on the platform this morning. So we had two witnesses this, uh, last Sunday that saw a literal angelic host. This is what goes on in the spirit world, and I believe God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness. 
And I have felt an incredible, uplifting presence of the Lord here today. And God is opening a door for people here today that may be struggling spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever it is. You don't have to be ashamed or embarrassed about it. All of us are struggling with something, right? We, we, somebody said one time, there's three groups of people that attend every church service. You're either going into a trial, you're in the middle of one, and you're coming out of one. And that's the case here today. But for those of you that may be under a very heavy load, I want you to know the presence of the Lord and a beautiful angelic host is here today to help you. If you'll open your heart to that. If you'll open your heart to that. As the praise team was singing, uh, they hit a crescendo on one of the songs they were singing and the lights just went all over the building. And it reminded me of the angelic host it did. I thought it would be an amazing thing if those lights would just reveal them and manifest them. But the presence of the Lord is here today in a mighty way. I want to applaud Ethan. Uh, contributed last Sunday in the service, opening the, our worship set. Thought he did a phenomenal job. I hope we can hear more from Brother Ethan. Excellent speaker, excellent communicator, did a great job. Yes, he did. And then I was flooded with comments and various texts, various people said uh, that Eli Tear just blew it completely out of the park Wednesday night in the youth service, literally preaching. And uh, he don't know it yet, but uh, I'm going to ask him to do maybe a, a shorter version of that here in the next few Sundays on Sunday morning where all of us can hear and appreciate what he had to say. However, it was recorded, and uh, I did get to watch it. And uh, he did a marvelous, marvelous job. So excited. So suffice it to say, I'm encouraged today. Our youth group is stepping up to the plate. And uh, I'm so excited about that. They're, uh, I say it all the time. They're, they're, I don't know what else to say. They're just an elite group of kids, in my opinion. And we're blessed to have them. And I thank their parents for doing such a great job in the home and uh, leading them in the ways of righteousness. Our connect groups are off to a, a very exciting, very momentous start. Uh, we have gotten uh, pictures and, and keep the pictures coming. Y'all keep the connect group leaders, keep the pictures coming. We showed a couple of these Wednesday night. I think that one is at uh, Sheila Goins house, if I'm not mistaken. And a uh, great group, as you can see. Uh, you'll notice that nearly all of these are, are lady folks. But we got men's stuff coming, so we're going to be patient with that. I think that one is at Shanna Bryant's house. And uh, she had a wonderful, wonderful group of ladies at her house. They had a great, great time. And then uh, 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 Melanie Tipler and Diane Bowling have teamed up. And uh, they're doing a, a class. This was at... Sister Diane's house, you can see a great group of people there. They did some artwork, and there were some guests there that night as well as at, at one of the other ones. We're very thankful for that, and I think we may have one more. Sister Nixon hosted one, and uh, two of these ladies are her neighbors. 
one she knows pretty well, one she hardly knows at all. And I came to her house, and this is what Connect Groups is ultimately about right here. 50-50 in church, not in church, unchurched. So we're off to a great start. Amen. I'm thankful for our Connect Groups. The buzz is there. The excitement is there. We want to keep it going. Uh, Nathan Henson had one uh, Saturday morning at a coffee shop. He texted me and Brother Dave a long text of how powerful, how amazing it was, and uh, I'm so thankful for it. Uh, I think Farrah Bunch had hers Friday, a luncheon at a restaurant, was very well attended. And uh, so, hey, it's rolling. If you want to be a part of it, there's a sign-up sheet at Grand Central, as we announced this morning. Uh, get a hold of one of them and uh, lend yourself to some great times of fellowship, of food and fun, and uh, it'll bless your life. It will certainly bless your life. Thank the Lord. So thank you to our group leaders. Y'all are doing amazing. Uh, keep it going. Keep it exciting. And uh, we'll be anxious to see what the Lord is going to do ultimately uh, via our connect groups. Thank the Lord. This is wonderful, and I'm very excited about it. All right, if you'll stand for this next one, we have one more announcement to make. And I'm only saying this because it's already shot through our church like a bad cold. Uh, <clears throat> but, folks, we have... Uh, what appears to be an opportunity to buy a girl's dorm and a boy's dorm at the campground. There's a possibility of that. There's a possibility. <laughs> so, uh, the reason I'm announcing it is because half of you already knew it, and I didn't want the other half to feel slighted. And, well, we didn't know. So uh, uh, I understand that we may know as early as tomorrow if uh, that will be available or not. And uh, uh, so I want us to pray about that right now. Um, we'll be able to, if it works out, we could purchase two dorms for less than what it would cost to build one new one. And uh, so we want to pray about that and ask, I want the will of God. I know it sounds wonderful and all of that. I want the will of God. I want God to have his way. And if, it, if it's the will of God, it'll work out. If it's not, then we'll assume it's not the will of God. But uh, I'm believing today that maybe God blocked us from building one a couple of years ago because he knew maybe this was coming, kind of like he did with our church building, building on Blackwater, knowing that this building was coming. I want us to pray about that. And as we're praying, uh, I have an envelope here. Sister Diane is doing something wonderful at, at uh, their Connect group. As the people that were there, if you have a prayer request, they filled them out, put them in this envelope. I don't know what they are. It's confidential. But as we pray about our dorms, let's pray about these needs of the people who attended their connect group as well. And let's see what God's going to do. You believe God can hear and answer prayer? I do. I believe God hears every prayer we pray. And he answers every prayer we pray. Yes, he does. And uh, we want the will of God. We want to see God work. Thank the Lord. Let's all pray right now, shall we? Jesus, we love you today. We come to you. In the beautiful name of Jesus, and I pray today that your will would be done, that you would uh, work as only you can with the dorms at the campground. Uh, you know all about it. I pray, God, that this would, uh, if it's the will of God, let it be. We trust you for that. We know that you direct our footsteps. You direct our paths. These prayer requests, you know every one of them. You know every person. You know every need. You know every detail. 
bring this to you today in the name of Jesus. We ask you today to hear and answer the prayers that's been prayed about these prayer requests. Let miracles happen. Let the will of God be done. Let people be encouraged. Let them be inspired. Whatever the need is, I pray in Jesus' name that you would work on behalf of these needs in the name of the Lord. Thank the Lord. Let's clap our hands to Jesus, shall we? made the announcement about the dorms I don't know if the people beyond the second third row heard what I heard but there was some there was a group of people here was pretty excited about that and they're all just sitting right up here at the front so uh, you young folks would be excited about that if this worked out can you make some more noise and okay there you go that's what I heard a little while ago so let's pray about it folks and ask for the will of God thank the Lord Psalm 13 Great to see all of you. Thank you so very much for being here. Our guest here today, thank you so very much for being here. Psalm 13, the psalmist said, How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest mine enemies say I have prevailed against him. And those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. And everyone said amen. I want to preach to you for a little while this morning. I am encouraged. (laughs) Anybody who feel that way this morning? I am encouraged. Thank the Lord. God bless you and thank you and you may be seated. Charles Stanley said, disappointment is inevitable. But to become discouraged, there's a choice I make. God would never discourage me, he said. He would always point me to himself to trust him. Therefore, Stanley said, my discouragement is from Satan. As you go through the emotions that we have, hostility is not from God. Bitterness, unforgiveness, all of these are attacks from Satan. Billy Graham said, the Christian life is not a constant high. I have my moments, he said, of deep discouragement. I have to go to God in prayer with tears in my eyes and say, oh God, forgive me or help me. Joyce Meyer said, depression begins with disappointment. Depression begins with disappointment. When disappointment festers in our soul, it leads to discouragement. If you're here in need of comfort and encouragement, as Brother Ben opened the service with today, there seems to be one place in the Bible that fits the bill. Perhaps no other book of the Bible pours out comfort and encouragement, as does the Psalms. 
just to take one small theme and pull it from the Psalms is to find great blessing. Consider what we find when we consider the man who has to battle with darkness. The psalmist said, The Lord is my light and my salvation, Psalm 27, 1. The Lord will enlighten my darkness, Psalm 18, 28. I have ordained a lamp for mine anointed, 132, 17. The word is a lamp to the feet and a light to the path, Psalm 119, 105. The commandment of the Lord enlightens the eyes, 19, verse 8. Send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me, Psalm 43, verse 3. Light is sown for righteousness, 97, verse 11. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness, 112, verse 4. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, 36, verse 37, verse 6. He will keep you secretly in his pavilion, Psalm 32, verse 7. There's a vast number of subjects that we can seek out when we read of God's power in the psalm. The great encouragement is having an understanding that none of the challenges that faces the saint of God can rise against God's plan or God's resources. And everybody shout yes. yes. Charles Spurgeon said, whenever you look into David's psalms, you will somewhere or other see yourself. You never get into a corner, but you, that you find David in that same corner. I think that I was never so low that I could not find that David, the psalmist, was lower. I've never climbed so high that I could not find that David was above me. Well said, Charles Spurgeon. Joseph Parker said this psalm, Psalm 13, begins with winter and ends with summer. It begins with a low muffled tone of sorrow, but ends in a rapture of praise. Matthew Henry said days of trouble must be days of prayer. Andrew Fuller said it's not under the sharpest but the longest trials that we are most in danger of fainting. When Job was accosted with evil tidings in quick succession, he bore it with becoming fortitude. But when he could see no end to his troubles, he ultimately sunk underneath them. David got to this place in his life. There's a connection between Psalm 12 and Psalm 13. In fact, there's a noted intensity in Psalm 12. And by the time you get to Psalm 13, there's a sense of desperation that's pouring out of David's voice. Being abandoned by God is a terrible matter. Jonah thought he wanted to run from God and abandon him. But he changed his mind when he was in the belly of the fish. Esau fled from God, but when he carefully sought him in repentance, it was a terrible thing that he could not find God. Balaam tried to abandon God by going to see Balak. He found the terrible consequences of abandoning God. Let me remind you again of Brother Ben's remarks. There's an open door to somebody here today. You may feel like God's abandoned you. 
or that you even have abandoned God. There's people here today that walked out on God a long time ago. There's people here today that walked out on God a short time ago. Either way, it doesn't matter. The shortest distance you are from God right now is from where you are right now to where God is right now. There's an open door. And I'm encouraged today to know that God has His church and His people in the palm of His hand. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Scattered all throughout Scripture come the pleadings of men. God, don't hide your face from us. Forgive me for feeling this way, but I take great encouragement from the fact that the man after God's own heart would cry out as he did in this psalm. That should let all of us know there will be times in our walk with God when we'll have the same feelings. Something to help me remember the flow of this psalm is a helpful outline that Stephen Lawson in his commentary on the psalms provides. He divides the six verses into three headings. Verses 1 and 2 is David's sorrow and they put him on his face. And then in verses 3 and 4 is David's prayer. His prayer puts him on his knees. But then in verses 5 and 6 is David singing again. His praise puts him on his feet. God never intends to leave anybody in a place of discouragement and a place of despair. You may go through it, but God never intends it to be your permanent place of dwelling. It's only a pathway. It's only a guide. It's only a road forward that leads you into a great moment of intimacy with Jesus himself. I'm preaching to somebody here today that God wants you to be encouraged and everybody shout yes let me talk for a moment about David's sorrow his problems put him on his face he said in verses 1 and 2 how long will thou forget me O Lord forever how long will thou hide thy face from me how long shall I take counsel in my soul having sorrow in my heart daily How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? There are some hints that this has been a trial of sorts that has been dragging on for an extended period of time. Four times he cries out, how long, how long, how long, how long? How long, O Lord, will you forget me? How long will you hide your face from me? How long, O Lord, must I reason with my soul that is filled with sorrow? How long, O Lord, will my enemy have power over me? The soul has come to a place that there's a great period of wrestling that can settle in on us. We all come to this place at some point. Everyone will make the trip through and to Psalm 13, all men, no matter how dedicated or how noble their service has been for the Lord, will at some point live in this place. Various circumstances of life will bring you here. Family matters can bring you to Psalm 13. Family matters will bring you to this place. Marriages, especially now in our culture today, This year has been a very difficult season at Grace Church with the attack on marriage and the home. Marriages will have to endure pressures of unreasonable expectation. 
Trying to work out the personality clashes will leave you with a feeling of abandonment. Children will get to be teenagers and they will become antagonistic and even rebellious while you're trying to figure out their place in life. Strain comes to the family and we feel like sometimes there's nowhere to turn. But I submit to you today, there's an open door for every family. God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You've not been abandoned by God. And if you feel like you've abandoned Him, He understands. And He'll take you back. Yes, He will. Your job can bring you to this place. We all have to work, and, and there are certain blessings that come from that, from that work that we invest ourselves in. But then... You will enter into a place where it becomes mundane and boring and it no longer holds the inspiration that it once held and, and the rapid promotions that, that came early have leveled off and now that inevitable holding pattern consumes us. The profit margin seems to become stagnant and maintenance consumes most of our time. I know people here at Grace Church have not, because of our, our, our economy and all of that, has not gotten a pay raise, they tell me, and they're on their job and sometimes months and even years have not gotten a pay raise. Sometimes the pressure of it and the why. And I work so hard and all of this stuff. It can bring you to a Psalm 13 that says, God, I've paid my tithes. I've been faithful. I give and I give sacrificially. And why isn't my job working out? I want to say again, there's an open door in front of you. Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to the Lord. Even church work can bring us to this place. Some seem to think that because of the nobility and power of working for the kingdom of God that there's nothing uh, but long stretches of revival and inspiration and spiritual passion marked by occasional tussles with the devil. But those who have the kingdom closest to their hearts soon discover that the harvest has seasons and growth levels off and prayers become dry and the seasons of hard plowing and sowing are our lot in life. And I feel like Grace Church has been here for about two and a half years so far. And sometimes the grind gets hard and challenging and the burden gets heavy. But I feel today and I see today in my spirit that there's an open door for all of us to stay, to cling to the hand of God, to not let go of the cross, to be encouraged that God is with us and to remember that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. I'm preaching to somebody today. God wants you to leave here today encouraged and knowing that if God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. Spiritual life will get to this place. For those who have been faithfully serving the Lord for years can find that early in their walk, many spiritual victories took place. Now they are more spaced out and spiritual progress seems to have greatly slowed. It's almost as if there's a deep spiritual slump that dogs your steps every single day. The longer this takes place, the more inward spiritual analysis consumes us and Old mistakes and past sins are dredged up and we wonder, where is God? All of these circumstances give rise to the challenging questions of the Spirit. Has God forgotten? Have the blessings of God been taken away forever? 
Where are his blessings? Is God punishing me for something I did years ago? In situations like this, we have a tendency to think that God has abandoned us and our emotions can get the best of us during these times. Furthermore, there's a deadly enemy that we have to prevail against. The devil! Everybody say the devil. The devil is an adversary of our soul. Martin Lloyd-Jones said, the devil is, our, is the adversary of our souls. He can use our temperaments and even our physical condition. He so deals with us that we allow our temperament to control and govern us. And instead of keeping temperament where it should be and kept, there's no end to the ways the devil produces spiritual depression. We must always bear that in mind. And I want to submit here today that there's... I know personally there's several people here at Grace Church. It seems like the devil is he's turned everything he's got loose on you and your family, people around you. There's people here today that I admire. I admire your courage and your perseverance and just standing up to the devil and said, I'm not going down today. I'm not giving up today. I'm not quitting today. I'm not going to surrender to this today. The trial's been long and the burden has been heavy, but God is still on my side. And when the spirit go, when the enemy comes in like a flood, I believe the spirit of God is going to raise up a standard against him. I'm encouraged today. So when this happens, what do you do? When you come to a place in life like this, where do you go? David provides the example. You don't run away from God. You don't start just not coming to church anymore. What you do is you get on your face before God. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. His prayer, the feeling of his heart puts him on his knees. He says, consider me and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed against him. David can greatly help us see the solution out of this place of discouragement. He cries out in prayer, just as we all come to the place where we feel as if we've all been abandoned by God. We've all come to a place of prayer, pours out of the soul does anybody know what I'm talking about today when you can't seemingly put another foot in front of the other one you find a prayer closet somewhere I did this week I did last week I found a place where I got on my face before God and told God if you don't help me there is no help and I felt the presence of God surround me oh hallelujah Everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Everybody praise Him. I know it's Pentecostal, apostolic, whatever, church jargon, church lingo. We all talk about praying through. So-and-so prayed through. Something I failed to mention a little while ago. Our wonderful young people went to a youth rally in Gonzales Friday night. I got, we, Sister Murphy and I got some pictures of them in the altar service. And about one of them, the person said that this particular young person 
had a refilling in the Holy Ghost like I've not seen in a long, long time. We would call that praying through. I want to tell everybody here today, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm, I'm surrounded by stuff. It's on every side, and I don't see a way out. But if I could call on the name of Jesus... Oh, God, if I could call on the name of Jesus. There's something that flows out of my spirit called faith and trust and confidence. And I can watch my feelings. I can watch my attitude. And I can even watch things around me begin to fall like dominoes. Because prayer is one of the most powerful arsenal of weapons in our arsenal of defense. You can take your burden to the Lord today. You can call on God no matter where you are. No matter where you've been. No matter what you've done. I'm still holding out faith today, holding on to faith. And I'll be honest with you, I do a lot of my praying through at home. I like to be alone with God. I don't like anybody else around. I like what I say to God to be confidential, not that he tells. But the people around me, you understand. And uh, I texted Casey heard a song on our church prayer list on Spotify this week. It's called Endless Praise. Crystal, Christina, somebody sings it. I don't know the person. Who? Charity. Started with a C, close enough, as Joseph says. Or it starts with a K, which you can pick one. I don't care. Don't matter. Uh... most phenomenal song that I've heard personally written about heaven that I've heard in a long time I asked Katie to have our praise team do it I asked her to sing the solo on it I told her to sing the solo on it there's a line in that song that starts off by saying the lady sings and says I can't wait for eternity I don't like the way she says the word eternity. She ends it with a D instead of a T. Well, it don't end with a D. D-Y. Eternity. Anyway. She said she can't, she can't wait for eternity. I pondered that statement. How many of you, you hear what I'm about to say. How many of you would like to give up the ghost sometime today to go to heaven? think about it. We all talk about the rapture. I'm on board with that. Reminds me of the man that asked God if there was baseball in heaven. He prayed about it and God spoke to him. He said, I have good news and bad news. Which one do you want first? The man said, I'll take the good news first. And God said, yes, there's baseball in heaven. The man said, well, what's the bad news? And God said, you're pitching tonight. When the lady said, I can't wait for eternity, it did something to me. Are we there yet? Think about it. 
But anyway, she goes on, and there's a line in the song that says when she gets to heaven, she'll be standing with those whom God has told, well done. And I don't know about you, but I don't know what it would feel like to stand into a crowd in, in a crowd of people that God approves of everyone that's there. I've had my share of burden and discouragement through my lifetime. But I was brought to a reality this past week that I've always said I wanted to go, but I'm not sure I want to be pitching in heaven tonight. <clears throat> but nonetheless, I have a hope ahead of me that encourages me. And every time I talk to God, I'm reminded of it, that it doesn't end here. If there's people here tonight, today that are not sure that you're going to hear well done from Jesus, if you're pitching in heaven tonight, if you're not sure you're going to make that trip okay, there's an open door in front of you right now. David said, consider me, look at me, hear me, open my eyes, listen to pastor right now, look at the screen. His feelings say that God has turned away from him, but his faith says something totally different. Does everybody hear that? You see that? Just because you don't feel a certain way, that doesn't mean your faith has failed. Do you hear me? Your brain can play tricks on you. Your mentality can play tricks on you. Your attitude can play tricks on you. But deep down on the inside of everybody here today, there's a faith in God. If there wasn't, you wouldn't be here. Amen. I believe that today. And there's a, there's a moving of God's spirit and presence here today that's pulling on some people. Just in case you're pitching tonight in heaven, God wants you to be ready. He wants you to be ready for that journey. And prayer will get you there. Repentance will get you there. Commitment will get you there. Praise and worship will get you there. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. There's a huge connection that every spirit-filled believer needs to have shoved in his heart and broken off. Prayer makes a difference. Prayer can do what counseling can't do, and it can do what medication can't do. Prayer does something for the spirit of a man, for the soul of a man, for the heart of a man. There's nothing like a prayer meeting, and there's people here today that needs a good praying through to the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David poured his soul out to the Lord and told him that his enemies were mocking him. He said, I have prevailed against him. The heart needs prayer. The heart needs to call out to God. So can you gather into that and understand from the spiritual side, we can afford to give up a few things in life if we're going to go for that heavenly crown. There are some things we can give up. A lot of people that don't want to do that. 
And there's a lot of people here this morning that has persuaded yourself that you don't have to. But that's not the way the Bible reads. We have to be confident, folks, that God knows what he's doing with our lives. You can trust the Lord even when it seems like the enemy may be taking piece after piece of your life in this seeming game of checkers that seems like life is sometimes. But after David's sorrow, after his supplication, after his prayer, comes a song. And I've heard that song today out of the mouths of this wonderful congregation of people. In Psalm 13, 5 and 6, he said, But I have trusted in thy mercy. I've trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. And I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. He's given me more than I'm worthy of. He's given me more than I deserve. David moves even beyond his prayer into a place of praise. And he can get into that place of praise because his prayer has caused him to remember something. His prayer brought back some recollection. There were some things that maybe he had forgotten about. And I want to remind some people here today. I appreciate and respect where you may be in your life and your attitude and your spiritual condition. But for most here today, I want to remind every one of us that every one of us at some point in our life has had that rendezvous with God in an altar of repentance and you were baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ and you were all filled up with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's time for you to remember your salvation. God saved you and he paid a price to save you. I'm encouraged today because of the power and presence of God. There's a lot of aspects of this salvation that has come to David. You listen very carefully and notice the screen. First, the salvation from sin. But even David was saved from himself. David, like all of us, want to do real stupid stuff sometimes and, and stray away from God sometimes and do our own thing sometimes. There's even, in the process of being born again, Jesus promised that I'll give you power to tread serpents and scorpions. He'll give you power over the devil. So now, after a prayer meeting, David is standing on the side of victory. It does not matter what situation of life that you find yourself in. It's good to know Jesus. David says that he will rejoice in his salvation. And there's people here today that you need to think about where you would be had God not saved you whenever that was. And if you'll go back to that date that you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name and realize what God saved you from. And the church may have been burdensome from time to time here and there, but it's been worth the journey because imagine where you would be without it. Rejoice in your salvation. There may be times in your life when this is all you have the opportunity to praise God for, but we must rejoice in our salvation no matter what. And then David ushers in one more principle in that final verse of this passage, and he says that God has dealt bountifully with me. I can testify today 
in my own personal life, Sister Murph and I can and we do. It's a song that we sing and I love it. All of my life, he's been faithful. All my life, he's been so good. And as long as I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God, I feel the presence of the Lord here today. There's an open door for somebody today. If you look back over your life, you'll realize that not only did God save you, but God has been good. I think everybody ought to be on your feet right now. Clap your hand. Clap your hand. And thank God for his goodness. Kelly, I've been thinking all week about your miracle. Brother Willie Brown, great to see you here today. I've been thinking about, I can't see with the lights. Is Claudia back there with you? There she is. I've been thinking about you folks, the miracle that God gave her a couple of months ago. God saved you folks, filled you with the Holy Ghost. But then he chose to deal bountifully. Instead of letting disease run rampant through your body and let a physical condition put you in bed and keep you from working and keeping you from family things and what have you, God decided to be kind. I want somebody to be encouraged today. You have to understand that David still had to run from Saul after Psalm 13. God didn't take care of Saul, not yet. Not yet. He did later, but not now. But God proved to David that I don't care what Saul does. I've put inside of you a kingdom. And nothing is going to stop that kingdom. And I feel the same way. I feel just kind of spicy and salty and gritty here today. I've got something on the inside of me. And the devil has tried to pound my brains out over the past couple of weeks. But he didn't win. I'm still here. As a matter of fact, I'm more encouraged today than I've been in a long time. It's because my discouragement brought me to a prayer closet. And my prayer closet, Brother Donnie, has brought me to a place of victory and power and glory and confidence and faith and confidence in God. Everybody clap your hands. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Be encouraged today. Woo! I can't conclude this. I can't conclude this without going back to the 70s. Yeah, it's still in me. Andre Crouch. When trouble is in my way. Boy, I wish I could sing. I wish some of you that can sing would sing what? Never mind. When trouble is in my way, I can't tell my night from day. I'm tossed from side to side like a ship on a raging tide. But I don't worry and I don't fret because God has never failed me yet. Trouble coming from time to time, but that's all right. I'm not the worrying kind because I've got confidence. 
that God is going to see me through. And no matter what the case may be, I know he's going to fix it for me. I've got confidence. God is going to see me through. Job was sick so long till the flesh fell from his bones. His wife, his cattle, and children, everything that he had was gone. But Joseph never despaired because he knew that God still cared. Sleepless days and sleepless nights. But Job said, honey, that's all right because I've got confidence. No matter what you're going through, no matter where you are today, you can be encouraged. If you remember the day that God saved you and how good God has been to you since then, you can leave here today encouraged. Pardon our remodel here this morning. When our young folks during the worship said, already made an altar bench of the unfinished project here and so can you. There's some folks here today I want you to walk down here so bad. And if you'll excuse my expression just have a good tongue talking session and walk out of here figuratively speaking with your feet about two inches off the ground. You can choose today to leave with your burdens conflict and your despair but Jesus would like for you to leave here today encouraged that you can fight another day that you can be victorious in your relationship with God I'm encouraged today I'm encouraged today so as they begin to sing I'll ask y'all to leave these steps open because that's our only way down Come around and come talk to the Lord in a few minutes. There's people here today that know you need to. Oh, yes, you know you need to. Why don't you walk down here and let the tears flow. Let your heart be open to that beautiful, wonderful, open door that God has set smack dab in front of you. And he wants you to walk through it. Would everybody come today? Everybody come gather around the front. Place the trail for you. The doors open. Jesus is waiting. Why don't you come on? Why don't you come on? Why don't you come on? Come talk to the Lord today. Everybody come talk to him today. Lift your voice, lift your face toward heaven today, would you? Be encouraged today. Let the Lord, let the Lord work. Let the Lord work. Come on, everybody. Come on. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. The Spirit of the Lord's moving right now. The angels of the Lord are here today. 
Everybody talk to him. Everybody talk to the Lord. 